Hello, everybody. Dr. Lonnie Stewart here from the Healthcare Education Transformation Podcast. Are you a physical therapy student about to start studying for the National Physical Therapy Examination? Or maybe you're a professor, a program director, or a clinical instructor who teaches DPT students preparing for the NPTE? Either way, we would recommend checking out our sponsor, NPTE Final Frontier, and the community they've built around preparing for and succeeding on the NPTE. That exam and the preparation that goes along with it can be long, tedious, difficult, and stress-inducing, but it doesn't have to be. NPTE Final Frontier has the tactics and resources to help address all of the usual barriers. They even have scholarships to help with NPTE study courses, FSBPT registration fees, and even research opportunities. And if that's not enough, they're even donating to the very first annual HET Podcast Scholarship to be awarded at the end of every year. Go to NPTEFF.com for all of the details and use code HET for 10% off all purchases. Links to both the NPTE Final Frontier and their scholarship options are available in the show notes. And now, let's get ready to learn. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Healthcare Education Transformation Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Dawn Brown, and I am bringing you another Teach Me Something Tuesday. Today, we're going to talk about conflict resolution. Picture this. You're in your physical therapy program, working on a team project, and you and your teammates are not seeing eye to eye on how to execute and complete the project. There are some team members who haven't even started their part of this task. Are you thinking that you've been there, done that, to write a book about it? Well, I get you because I hear this complaint frequently from the students that I teach. So because of this team dynamic issue, your anger starts to mount, frustration sets in, and you're tempted to give those slackers a piece of your mind. But wait, there's a better way to handle the situation. Enter conflict resolution. Now, I know that in at least one or maybe two of your physical therapy program courses, you're introduced to the concept of conflict resolution. And you probably engage in some role play scenarios to determine how best to reach a peaceful end to the conflict. Now, I have to admit, I actually look forward to teaching conflict resolution in my courses because the scenarios that the students have to resolve are pretty intense, but plausible. They range from what would you do if your CI doesn't allow you to treat patients three weeks into a clinical experience? Or what do you do when your professor makes a racially insensitive joke in class? Or what do you do when your patient constantly arrives 15 minutes late to the physical therapy session. Just know that conflicts of varying magnitudes will inevitably be part of your life as a physical therapy student and as a clinician. The question becomes, how will you respond and react to the conflict? Conflict exists when you have a need of someone else and that need is not met. It can start up as something small, but it can build if it's not addressed properly. But it doesn't mean that you go to war with the other person or the people that you have a conflict with in order to resolve it. Frequent causes of conflict that I've found with students are a lack of clarity regarding your course assignments or the grading expectations. The example I used above where you have a team project in which not all members of the team are contributing equitably to the task. You have personality differences between you and your teammates and your classmates, between you and your professor, between you and your CI. You have poor communication between 
you and your professors or you and your classmates. But one of the number one reasons for conflict is perceptions of roles and expectations. Your personal belief of what the other person did or did not do, or your understanding of that, which often leads to you feeling hurt or angry or frustrated. Well, when you feel this way, there are healthy ways to respond to a conflict. First, express your unmet need. Identify what the problem is. If it's with your professor, if it's with your clinical instructor, if it's with another student, make it known. And then state why it is a problem for you. Identify any feelings you have associated with the problem, whether you feel angry or hurt and frustrated. Identify how the problem impacts you, how it impacts your learning, how it impacts your academic or clinical success. Then decide, do you want to resolve the conflict? Because some conflicts you may just walk away from. They're not as significant. When you work for a resolution of a conflict, you have to figure out how you're going to solve it. Some students have a competing style to measure conflict where they're a little bit more assertive, they can be uncooperative, and they're willing to pursue their own concerns at someone else's expense. Some students have a collaborative type of style where they're a little assertive, they're a little cooperative, and they really want to collaborate with people to identify a solution that satisfies pretty much everyone's concerns. And then some students have a compromising style where they try to find and expedite a mutually acceptable solution that kind of satisfies their needs and kind of satisfies the other person's needs. Some students have an accommodating style, which is like the opposite of competing, where they kind of self-sacrifice a little bit where they're trying to satisfy the other person. And then there are those that avoid conflict. And this is that avoiding style where they tend to be unassertive, uncooperative, and pretty much they withdraw from the threatening situation. Substitutes don't respond healthy at all. And that avoiding style is actually an example of an unhealthy approach to conflict. But other unhealthy approaches are being explosive and being resentful with your words and your actions or withdrawing completely or not really caring to see another person's perspective about this conflict. But remember that conflict is inevitable in clinical practice in the classroom and that there could be positive and negative consequences depending on how you choose to manage that conflict. You as a student have to be motivated to address the conflict in a healthy way. You have to make conflict resolution that priority rather than trying to be right in your way or when. You have to be respectful of the other person and see his, her, or their viewpoint and perspective. You have to focus on the present when you're engaging in conflict resolution. Focus on what you can do right now to solve the problem and don't focus on past grudges or past feelings or past events. Pick your battles. Is it even worth it to engage in the conflict resolution? You have to know when to let something go. And then recognize that not all conflict is bad. Some conflict is beneficial to improve your understanding of people, of your classmates, of your professors, of your CIs, of your patients. So that way you can improve the quality of decision-making. I hope that this information on conflict resolution was helpful, and we will see you on the next Teach Me Something Tuesday. Well, I hope that episode was entertaining as much as it was informational and educational. 
If you enjoyed this episode or any of our past episodes, we ask you to please subscribe to the podcast and leave us a rating and review. And please share out the episodes to those who you feel may be able to benefit from them. We also urge you to follow us on all social media platforms at HET Podcast and let us know what topics or experts you would like to hear from in future episodes. And just as a reminder, none of the information on today's show should be considered medical advice. It's simply infotainment or edutainment to help educate our audience. For medical advice, we always advise you to reach out to your preferred medical professionals, and we'll see you on the next show.